Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's August 5th. The Women Air Force Service Pilots, or WASP, was formed on this day in 1943. Okay, so think about some of the things that a pilot needs to do during a war. Some of it's obvious, right? A pilot needs to fly combat missions, flying troops and supplies into and out of combat areas, doing recon. But there's also a lot of work that's not as obvious if you're not already a pilot or maybe in the military, like flying the newly built airplanes from a factory to their departure point or testing these new planes to make sure that they are working correctly, or when a plane has been repaired, making sure that the repairs are done correctly, towing targets for target practice. That one is actually my favorite. You need a lot of pilots to do all of this work. And during World War II, there was a problem. They needed more pilots. And so the whole idea was that they would recruit women to do this less obvious non-combat work to free the men up for combat flying. The WASP was formed when two other previously existing groups combined together. One of the groups was the Women's Auxiliary Ferrying Squadron, which had been organized by Nancy Harkness Love, and the other was the Women's Flying Training Detachment, which had been arranged by Jackie Cochran. When the two merged, Cochran became the WASP's director. To be eligible to join the WASP, women needed to be between the ages of 21 and 35, and they already needed to have a pilot's license. Flying was actually kind of a hobby for a lot of people at this time. Flying clubs had become really popular. Some women lived on farms or in other rural areas, and they had flying experience from flying crop dusters. But you needed to have more than that to get a pilot's license, and that meant that a lot of women were paying for their own training so that they could join the WASP. And then once they did join, then they had to get through further training, really intense training program, to be able to do this work. These were the first women to fly aircraft for the U.S. military. They flew virtually every type of aircraft that the military was using, and more than a 1,000 women served in the WASP during World War II. 38 of them died during their service, 11 of them during training, and 27 during missions. Since they weren't considered part of the military, though, even though they were doing work that was definitely connected to the military, these women, when they died during service, weren't given any kind of burial coverage. They weren't giving military honors at their funerals. So when deaths did happen, usually it was their fellow WASP who raised the money to send their bodies home and to pay for their funerals. The whole idea at the beginning, though, had been that the WASP were eventually going to become part of the military. But on June 21st of 1944, Congress actually voted that idea down. About six weeks later, it was announced that the WASP were going to be completely disbanded. When the program ended on December 20th of 1944, the last class of trainees had just graduated a few weeks before. Everyone was sent home, and this was a huge blow to all the women involved. A big reason for this disbanding was that it looked like the war was coming to a close really soon, and a lot of male pilots were worried about their jobs. So the program was ended to preserve those jobs for the men who would be returning from the front. 
The WASP, though, to end on a happier note, were finally granted military status in 1977. And in 2009, the WASP were awarded the Congressional Gold Medal, at which point about 300 of them were still living, and more than 200 attended the ceremony in Washington, D.C. You can learn more about the WASP in the March 21st and 23rd, 2016 episodes of Stuff You Missed in History class. In those episodes, I interview Dr. Katherine Sharp Landeck about their history. Thanks to Tari Harrison for her audio skills in these episodes. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We'll be back in World War II tomorrow, although we'll be looking more at the end of the war. 